Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Friday, May 14th, 2021. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we dig into the past week for House Republicans, and hint, hint, it wasn't a good one. Number two, outstanding questions we have for Representative Elise Stefanik and what her being at the leadership table means. And number three, what happens if the Biden administration cuts a deal with Senate Republicans on an infrastructure bill? All right, Jake, TGIF coming to you from Florida. Uh, Let's talk about this last week in House Republicans. Uh, It's been a tumultuous one. It's been a dramatic one. And on a lot of fronts, it's been a pretty bad one. Yeah, it's been horrible. Um, You'd have to be a um, a non-thinking person or someone who's not living in reality to think this was a good week for Republicans. They had Marjorie Taylor Greene um, screaming for seemingly no reason at Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez in the Capitol hallway. Nancy Pelosi said perhaps they're going to need an ethics investigation to investigate her behavior. Andrew Clyde of Georgia suggested that the footage from um, January 6th just in some cases looked like a tour of the Capitol. I, I guess in the sense that they both had people walking, but that's probably the extent uh, of similarities between a tour and um, and uh, what happened on January 6th. The Republican conference bo- uh, booted Liz Cheney from leadership. She's now a martyr and a media superstar. McCarthy, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, told the White House press corps after meeting with Joe Biden that no one is questioning questioning the legitimacy of the election, um, which is is not true at all. So they have a chance, Anna, to kind of put an end to this week and and uh, on a, on what would they would consider a good note, which is uh, elevating Elise Stefanik, the 36 year old New York Republican, to the House Republican conference chair position. Yeah, the thing that I think is interesting here is, you know, all eyes for Republicans should be on the fact that they can take over the majority in 2022 in the House, right? History basically says it's going to happen. The map and the redistricting uh, that has happened makes it very favorable. But man, they are just stepping on themselves right and left to just have these kind of unforced errors. Yeah, you know, listen, we have a lot of we have a lot of um, uh, listeners and readers on on Capitol Hill, so it's important to note. And by the way, thank you for being a listener and a reader. If you're both one, if you're both of those things, um, but I would say this: I would, you know, they have a opportunity. House Republicans do to win the majority, kind of just on their redistricting, right? I mean, just on on the reapportionment um, uh, element of things. And and listen, they they it they just have to. They just have to like play normal baseball, right? You know, hit singles, make catches and throw balls without being without doing things like they're doing right now. And listen, Democrats do this stuff too. It's it's usually not as egregious. Democrats say stupid things too. Um, but uh, you know, Republicans take the cake this week. So listen, Stefanik's going to be the conference chair. Chip Roy is running, but he's not going to win. So we don't have to dwell enough time with a, a ton of time on him. Anna, let's go quickly through kind of some of our questions, which we lay out in the newsletter this morning. So what does Cheney bring to the leadership? She's a new voice, and 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 thereby will be will be more prominent, louder, more. Um, uh, fresher at the leadership table, leadership table filled with McCarthy and Scalise, who have been in the, on the leadership team together for a long time. McCarthy's a chatter, right? He's somebody who likes to uh, shoot the uh, shoot the 
I don't know Ooh. how to say that with Ooh, this, shoot, it's only five four five in the morning, Jake. <laughs> shoot the stuff um, with the his PG colleague. virgin here. Yeah, right, yeah, PG virgin, right? He likes to 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 mix it up with his colleagues. So how does Stefanik add to that? Um, and and listen, they have legislative decisions to make. Will they participate on infrastructure? Will they participate on police reform? So Stefanik's going to be part of that decision making process. Yeah, I think one of the interesting things to really look at, and I know you and I have talked about this, is this kind of theory that she has posited publicly in her quest to get this position, which is she does she really wants to be education and labor chair. That's what she's been telling a lot of her colleagues. She's just going to serve one term as conference chair and then shift over to the committee. We have certainly seen a lot of people say a lot of things when they are politicians. You know, Paul Ryan said he was never going to become speaker. Marco Rubio said he was going to retire from the Senate and run for president. And then that when that didn't work out, he's still in the Senate. <laughs> uh, so that's just one, I think, dynamic to watch is, is her ambition truly at the committee level or will she actually enjoy being in the leadership space? Will she find uh, room for herself there in a, in a more permanent way? And um, you know, politicians oftentimes say things to get them to the next day. So just <laughs> that that's kind of what's going on, or that could be what's going on. Will she bring in Doe? So there's the NRCC, there's Congressional Leadership Fund and American Action Network. How does she bring in Doe? I mean, it's much more efficient to raise on the hard dollar side, the soft dollar side, which is unlimited donations, than the hard dollar side. How does she see her role and what does she want to do here? And that's really interesting to me. Um, she's a good fundraiser. She's probably one of the better House Republican fundraisers. Remember, Anna, we kind of I think we've covered this in the past when we were at Politico, but she was a um, she had EPAC, Elevate PAC, right, which is the uh, a, a, a PAC that was solely aimed at at um, at electing women to the to the House and female Republicans, obviously, because she's a Republican. So how does that factor into what she does? Yeah, I think that's something certainly to watch for sure as Republicans try to diversify their conference and recruit um, more more women and more uh, diverse folks to run. All right, let's move on to the number three story of the day. Let's make a deal. What happens if Senate Republicans offer an $800 billion infrastructure deal? Will Joe Biden take it? What are... The consequences of that, it's something we're watching really closely. Yeah. I mean, so get this. It, I think there's pressure on both of these people, McConnell and Biden. I mean, if there's an $800 billion infrastructure deal with no tax increases, um, and I guess it depends how you define a tax increase, but let's call it a uh, rate increase of any kind. That's a pretty good deal for for McConnell, and I cannot see Biden saying no to that. I just can't. It's like that is a good deal for both of them, um, and you know we don't have to dwell on this for for uh, you know an hour here, Anna. But like, I don't know if he does this and then moves on to his you know one point five zillion or whatever it is dollar family plan, then that's a. I mean, that he could have infrastructure in his pocket, move on to the other things, do it with all Democrats and have and and close out the year because this is going to take until September, October or whatever, um, maybe even November, December. This could close out the year with a lot, a lot of legislative victories. It would be a big win for him, certainly. But man, to watch what the left does 
on this if he does whatever they just they, they just it complain will be some it'll be fireworks to watch mark but the, my Anna, words. they just complain they just complain and get back on the team anyway they're not like republicans who complain and like you know blow up things in legislatively they're uh they just complain and get right back in the tent all right well thank you so much for listening hit that subscribe button leave us a rating and review you can also subscribe to punchbowl news at punchbowl.news have a great day and stay safe